Now more of the Midcoast Morning Buzz. WCME. And 739, 21 till 8. Jim Blakehamp in the Midcoast Morning Buzz. And here uh, for the first time in a while. Nice to see you. Thanks for a woman me. who uh, I would say played a, a considerable role in the in the uh, incubation period of this station. You were here several times, even hosted this program Absolutely. on a couple of occasions very early on, and I'm happy you did that. Maddie Daughtry, who is uh, and has been one of Brunswick's state representatives for eight, almost eight years now. The eight years at the end of this calendar year, right? Correct. Thanks for coming in. You can, Got to speak up just a, a little bit there Sounds and good. lean into that microphone. You have a nice voice, but it tends to be a little soft <laughs> until you get riled up about something. Then that it expands a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I also want to say uh, one other thing: if, if somebody, in addition to what I just said, if somebody ever gets around to writing the history of this radio station, and I'm not suggesting that that's you know a priority project for anybody, but if it should ever happen. You will be notable in one other way because you were really the first, your election, and it seems to me just sitting here next to you this morning like it was only yesterday. It does feel like yesterday. It's amazing, yeah, Yeah. but it's almost eight years ago. But your election on the night, whatever night that was in November of 2012, was really the first significant local news story we ever reported here because we didn't get on the air until... Late in October of 2012, just a couple of weeks before the election, and you're, in fact, the first commercial ever aired on this station was for the Brunswick Dragons, not the Brunswick Dragons, the <laughs> Brunswick Democrats, and made a specific plea for votes for you, just so you know all that. I, can't I think believe you did. it was eight years ago. That's the crazy yeah. thing. Eight years ago. I can still ago. remember being after I was announced as the winner, uh, getting an interview with you and going yeah. down there. Yeah, yeah. It yes. felt very real after that. Yeah, I remember that. And I also remember uh, uh, in advance of your first appearance here, you did a forum at the library, I think yeah. it was, shortly just kind of looking for ideas from constituents. And I think that was the, I was there, and the first time I think I invited you in here and you came, and you've been here several times since. So 742, uh, 18 minutes till 9. To further uh, introduce uh, Maddie Daughtry, for anyone who... Uh, might be a little bit uh, unaware of her background. You are one of the uh, rarer native Mainers, right? And even a native Brunswickian. Graduate of a Brunswick High School, Smith College, co-owner of Moderation uh, Brewing. Is it brewing or brewery? Brewing. Brewing on Main Street. Again, now wrapping up eight years in the uh, main house, four terms, first elected in 2012, and now what they call termed out. You are prohibited by the uh, terms of the state's term limits law from seeking another term in the house, right? Correct. But you want to continue in the legislature. An opening has emerged with the retirement of Senator uh, Brownie Carson. The other day you announced your uh, candidacy, and now you have a primary opponent. Have you been expecting this? I was told, Stan said last night to Ms. Stan Gerzowski, the uh, veteran uh, senator, wants his old seat back effectively. He told me last night that he had informed you a couple weeks ago that he was running. Stan and I did talk about the seat and who was going to run. And, I mean, the wonderful thing about our democracy and about local politics and local races is that we have a plethora of talented candidates. So... Not entirely surprised, but looking forward to the process, the primary, and the debates. This will be the highest-profile 
primary that I can recall in the time that we've had the radio station on here in Brunswick. How do you feel about that? Because a lot of eyes and ears are going to be on you in this one. I mean, I think it's going to be an interesting race. I think uh, my experience speaks for itself. So I'm looking forward to, you know, talking to the districts about, you know, why I'm running for this seat, why I'm passionate about staying in state politics, and how much more work I think we have to get done. So I think it's going to be an interesting process, an interesting race, but it'll definitely be a great kickoff and a way to really focus on the issues. It's going to be a new experience for you, is it not? Because you've never really had an aggressive uh, challenge in the time you've been running for office. It's fair to say, is it not, that this is really your first significant challenge? It's kind of interesting. It's going to be my first primary, but my first race back in 2012, actually when WCME was coming on the air, I was actually a replacement candidate. So I had a much more condensed, shortened campaign. Actually, everyone in the race that year uh, was a replacement candidate and had really not really started their campaigns until the end of July. I did. I guess I remember that, but I don't remember the details. You want to explain that? Yeah, the prior representative who had had the seat and had registered run, um, Representative Alex Cornell DeHue, had withdrawn. Okay. And so each party um, was looking for a candidate and was nominated by a caucus, and actually Senator Grzowski actually nominated me at that caucus to be the Democrats' representative Hmm. to the legislature. (laughs) Are we going to see... I, I could imagine. I mean, that would be an interesting uh, tactic. I mean, just having been involved in some political marketing in, in my past, are we going to see video, perhaps, of Stan nominating you for state rep in this year's campaign? That would be interesting. The lovely joy <laughs> of growing up in Brunswick, as I have known um, Stan for a long time, and I've been involved in local politics. So, okay, so you you, you think it's sounding uh, like you think this can be fought out on friendly civil terms. Absolutely. Okay, we'll see. We'll see if uh, if that emerges. Stan Gersofsky, who I interviewed last night, you probably uh, heard some of the clips. Uh, if you haven't, you'll hear them uh, today. He is already very clearly positioning himself as the candidate of experience. He's talking about, and I think, I mean, you can uh, perhaps uh, have debates and discussions and even some disagreements on his uh, level of involvement in some of these uh, situations, but he clearly was involved in the uh, formulation of a lot of uh, things, at least preliminaries, that have happened at Brunswick Landing. He was involved in the discussions uh, that led to the uh, state funding for Harriet Beecher Stowe. So he has been around for a good many years. I think a lot of people think of him as a a father figure. You were a couple generations younger. How do you combat that? Well, I think we're pretty lucky in this race to actually have two candidates with quite a lot of experience. Um, Coming up on my eighth year in the legislature, for the first three terms, I was a member of the Education and Cultural Affairs Committee. So I was directly involved in not only matters of funding our local schools, whether it was construction or budget, looking at our curriculum, ensuring that no matter your zip code in Maine, that all of our students have access to a quality education. I've also uh, chaired the uh, Commission on Student Debt and College Completion. So uh, that's where a lot of my love and passion for the past few years has been trying to make sure that Mainers of any age have access to a quality post-secondary education, but more importantly, that my age group isn't hamstrung by student debt and that we're able to really move forward, that we're able to either live in Maine or come back to Maine and be able to really start our lives here. I think my experience really speaks for itself. I think 
whether it's education. I've done a lot of work on environmental protections, climate change, a lot of work on making sure that we're able to get access to locally grown food. And also currently I am chair of the Innovation Development and Economic Advancement Committee. This is a new committee that was specifically created looking at ways to ensure that we have um, strategic economic development going on that's more than just the two-year terms in the legislature. So we're really sort of trying to change how we look at these matters, whether it's you know business regulations, student debt, workforce recruitment, all those type of challenges. We're trying to figure out a new dialogue and not have things as the status quo in the legislature so that our plans move on regardless of how long all of us are there. And I think that experience really sets me apart. And also being a small business owner and sort of seeing the real-life ramifications of what we're working on. Yeah, uh, talk, and I think it might be irrelevant at this point. How long, I know, uh, you know, as was the case with putting this radio station on the air, there were significant preliminaries. And you probably, if you were like me, you were probably frustrated by not being able to open it as early as you would have liked to. Because I went through a fair amount of that. But how long have you been open now? So we're coming up about on our second birthday. But this is something that my partner, Philip Welsh, and I had been dreaming Oh, now it's got to be close to seven or eight years. And we always knew we wanted to open in our hometown. But like any small business, you have, as you were saying, that period where it's just a blur of movement and frustration and excitement getting you to your opening day. Now, certainly it's an asset, I think a political asset, to be able to say, as you can, that you're operating a small business. But some people are going to wonder if you really have the time to do all this. I mean, you're talking about doing, and and you would agree that uh, the role of a senator is a little bit bigger than the role of a member of the uh, main house. You're talking about taking on two major jobs simultaneously, the brewer, the uh, brewery, and the Senate. Stan Grzowski, I suspect, is going to be something of a, a full-time senator. So what are you going to say if that should become an issue? Just the, the time that you realistically have to devote to this. Absolutely. I think the big thing that's clear is that we're supposed to have a citizen legislature in Maine. What sets us apart is that our legislators, whether they're House members or senators, are supposed to have full lives outside of the legislature that inform their decisions. So we're not in year-round. Um, the first year we're in January through June. The session that we're currently in goes through April. It's sort of the supplemental session. And so we're supposed to be having these jobs outside of the legislature. And if you look at around at the jobs of my colleagues, I'm not unique. Um, there's actually another brewery owner who's a state senator, Senator Heather Sanborn. We have photographers, teachers, lawyers, moms, dads. We have folks, we have a, a House member who's on my committee right now. He uh, does Captain Eli's soda. So I'm not necessarily unique in having a small business. And honestly, if anything, I think it informs me. And when we were opening the brewery, I was actually on the education committee. So I was on one of the largest workload committees in the legislature. We made it work. It, you know, means... Some long, long nights, but that's what excites me. And I think what I love the most is that a lot of the work I'm doing in the legislature is informed not only by my experience in a small business, but talking to other small businesses like WCME or talking to Wild Oats or talking to the other two breweries in town and seeing the workforce shortages they're facing, the dilemmas, the successes. And I think that really sets me apart as a legislator. It can uh, certainly be said, and a lot of people would say that age uh, should not be an issue in in this. But uh, nonetheless, 
it has a way sometimes of uh, becoming an issue. There are 45 years, I believe, between you and uh, Stan Gerzovsky. That's significant. That's a good uh, two generations. Uh, but there is a political question that I see emerging in mm-hmm. Brunswick having to do with generation. I'm going to take a, a short break and come back and ask you about that because I think it ought to be uh, covered. I'm seeing increasing signs of it. 7519 uh, till 8. Is the uh, Midcoast Morning Buzz. I'm Jim Blightcamp with Maddie Daughtry, the uh, eight-year veteran uh, state representative in uh, Brunswick who now seeks a state Senate seat and has newly announced competition from uh, Stan uh, Gerzowski, who has held the uh, seat in the past. By the way, one other thing before we do go any further. Are there going to be any other Democratic candidates in this race, do you think? Not that I've heard of, but okay. we have until March 16th to get our signatures on. Okay, okay. I will say that I have heard, and I have a call into her. I placed it over the weekend, and I have not heard back from her, but I've heard some rumblings about uh, former state representative Annie Graham of North Yarmouth. But I've also heard that she's decided uh, not to run, but I have not heard anything from her, so we'll see. What about Republicans? You think uh, this is certainly a Democratic-leaning uh, district, but you expect to have a Republican uh, running in this? I would assume so. And I, I have talked to uh, Annie Graham, and I think right now she's focused on uh, her work, but I'll let Annie speak for herself. Okay. We will see. Uh, 7.53 at WCME, the buzz. Keep it at local on the Midcoast. WCME. We are at uh, 7.57, only about three minutes to go. Uh, time has uh, flown here, but I want you to t- tell all the people of what you told me when we were talking briefly before we went on about the uh, burglary situation, which must concern you as a brewer, seeing Absolutely. another brewery hit, although you have not been affected at all so far. Right? Um, yeah, we know all the breweries in town, we're all really close friends, and we're very upset and frustrated and um, sad to see Black Pug Brewing was broken into, but we had heard, um, it turns out I think it was the churches we had heard had been broken into, so it's clear right now that something's going on, that everyone should be vigilant and just keeping an eye on each other, and that's what sets made a part of having a small town community is that we've all got each other's backs, and we've definitely got those churches and Black Pug's backs, and fingers crossed nothing else happens. Okay. Okay. Very quickly, with about two minutes to go, the final question, as they said decades ago at Richard Nixon's uh, mm-hmm. news conferences around Watergate, um, I have noticed, I noticed in the school budget uh, debate last spring kind of an emerging uh, trend that we may, in Brunswick, to some extent, with taxes going up and all the projects and expenses going up, setting off kind of a generational divide. On one side, the young uh, professionals with a fair amount of expendable income who can withstand a tax increase uh, Mm -hmm. fairly well and are happy to have it for the benefit of their kids in schools. And the older people, some of whom they always say they're on fixed incomes, I personally object to that phrase because there are very few incomes that are really fixed. There are limited incomes. There are very few fixed incomes. But nonetheless, they are more financially challenged. And I could imagine that playing itself out in this race because the last thing Stan Gerzowski said to me last night, and I really didn't have time to get an elaboration from him, was he wants to cut taxes. Now, I don't know how you do that in, uh, in this climate. Uh, at the state level or locally, I will certainly ask him on Thursday morning. But I just wonder if you see a generational divide uh, possibly playing into your race here. 
I wouldn't see it, especially on that issue, as a generational divide. I think that cuts both ways, especially when I'm talking to my constituents who are very concerned about property taxes. And I fully believe we should be all paying our fair share. But I think the reason we need a strong state senator, especially, you know, one like myself who has a lot of experience on the education committee, is to offset the amount of money that we're foisting on property tax bills and restore it back to where it's supposed to be on the state. We're nowhere near 55% funding. We need to make sure that we have a fair and equitable taxation system that isn't putting anyone out where they're not able, where they're having to choose between heating their homes or keeping their homes. So I really don't see that as a generational divide. And also, I think the biggest way to cut taxes is to make sure the state is fully funding its share, especially when it comes to education. So you sound like you're saying that the state could be doing more than it's doing to help uh, lessen the local share of taxation. Absolutely. Under the eight years of LePage, we saw a humongous shift of the majority of taxes shifted onto what I believe is the most regressive taxation, which is property taxes. We need to readjust. We need to make sure that states aren't having to balance their books by using that mechanism and do as much help. We just had, you know, everyone should be checking their mail if you own a home. We just sent out a property tax relief on an average of at least $104 per property tax owner. Becoming from the Treasurer of State of Maine, we've been doing a lot of work under Governor Mills' administration. We have increased education funding, but we're not there yet, and we need to do a lot of work. And when I look at my friends trying to stay in Brunswick, this is something we all talk about. So I don't think it's a, a generational divide. Maddie Daughtry, state representative uh, from Brunswick for uh, four terms, eight years, now seeking a, a state Senate seat. I'm sure we'll be talking uh, many times uh, through the uh, spring. And Always happy wa- to be back. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, sometime shortly before the uh, June primary, we'll have you and Stan in here. And that Perfect. could be... That could be the uh, biggest hour of the year here. Do we get points if we uh, know how to run the soundboard? <laughs> <laughs> you don't get paid, that's for sure. <laughs> you you get to come in here and do it all for free. Anyway, thank you very much, Maddie. Thank you very much. Thanks. I know it's a strain getting up early with everything else that you do, and I do appreciate it. It is prime time for radio, as you know. Oh, yes. Okay. It's not 5 a.m., so it's good. <laughs> Vanny Daughtry, Brunswick State Representative on the bus, and her opponent in uh, this year's election, Stan Gerzowski, her uh, so far only Democratic opponent, will be here on Thursday morning in this uh, same time slot. It is now 8.02. From historic Fort Andros in downtown Brunswick, this is WCME, Brunswick, Bath, Topsom, Freeport, 99.5 and 900 AM. Information for the Mid-Coast. This is news from WCME.